Welcome to you Better Believe It. This is take three of this episode that we're back for. Uh, I just found out that you can record Skype directly to Skype. Nate, is it recording on your end? It says you're recording the call, so I hope Sweet. you don't mean to trip me up. Well, hope that works. Uh, we've been talking about disappointment for the last two false starts on this. We're going to keep talking about it. We watched the second half of Love, Death, and Robots. Nate, uh, it sucked, a lot of it. Yeah, real bummer. Your thoughts? Just, just wall-to-wall bummer. With, with like, a couple of nice plush rugs. Yeah. Rocket, stop squeaking. <laughs> we're finally getting this shit to work. Come on. <laughs> it just sounds like you're stepping on a rubber duck. Yeah, he's just squeezing this pineapple with a Oh, squeak oh that's it. him. Okay, that's not him actually, like, making that noise with his larynx. Oh, God, yeah, that would be terrifying. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this, this, this uh, second half of this anthology is, you know, it has a couple... Th- there, there are a couple of these shorts that i that i thought were pretty competent and interesting uh but for the most part they're all just sort of bland entries that are kind of living out one adolescent video game fantasy after another with no real uh storytelling interest or greater purpose yeah and even like the um the animation style like all the stylistic stuff seems like it's in the first half of the show as well yeah, there's like two things in this back half that that really try to do something interesting. Well, maybe three. Uh, but yeah, the 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 bulk of it relies on this hyper realistic sort of animatrix slash uh, Final I don't know, Fantasy: The Spirits Within. Yeah, Call of Duty, whatever. Like it's all just it all just feels like a cutscene, and it's boring, especially because uh, there were several recognizable actors in these in these movies, in these, uh, in these shorts who, why not just get the actor then? Like why go to the trouble to animate a person who all, who recognizably exists? Um, Nate, we could probably pick six or seven good shorts out of this and make a really compelling short series. Uh, the fact that they needed to make 13 or 14 shorts, I feel like is the undoing of the whole show. Yeah. 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 Well, it, it, it shows that they, their ambition, uh, outlived their focus. Okay. Um, is, is that like a different way of saying their reach exceeds their grasp? Yeah, yeah, okay. I think so. Because I think the point here is like, hey, we're we're Netflix, we have a shitload of money, let's give all these people a chance. And it was probably an act of kind of altruism, but it leads to, you know, in the first half, okay, in the first half, I think we we mostly agreed that Three Robots was really good. Yes. Uh, I think we, we both enjoyed the Suits episode with the farm mechs. Yep. Uh, we were a little torn on the one with the kind of vampire dragon things, but we enjoyed the jokes. Uh, we both universally liked the yogurt one. Yep. And uh, the good hunting one that we closed on in that first half, uh, which was the uh, spirit hunter slash uh, pseudo steampunk thing that happened in, in Japan or China. Yeah, uh, I'm glad we didn't actually watch this straight through because if it had gone from that to the one that we opened with on this one, I would be even more disappointed. Oh yeah, yeah. No, well that's the thing, and I, because I, I had had uh, dump, which is the first one. Uh, I had had that in the first half initially because I thought we we were gonna watch up to that, but uh, yeah. Uh, what you just want to hop into it? Yeah, let's hop into it. Uh, I think dump is the inverse of all the stuff that I actually enjoyed about the farming one. Yeah, yeah. This this relies on some uh, redneck stereotypes. Uh, it also is pretty much like this is the first of what feels like at least 80% of the stories presented in the back half where I'm like, 
this has already been told better. Yeah. But here yeah. we go again. Uh, it's yeah. it's just it's a it's a it's crass for the sake of being crass. Like. Yeah, it's it's bas- it's just like it's anti bureaucratic in a way. It's just about like this old uh, man who lives in the dump. And uh, a man from the city shows up to say, hey, we're going to, you know, you can't live here. I think they're going to build condos or something. I, I don't remember. Um, and then it turns out that he's got a garbage monster. Yeah. The yeah. dump is sentient, and it's basically like a giant cartoon bulldog. The end. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Uh, I think we see, like, weird animated dong <laughs> midway through. Because somebody goes to take a leak and then gets attacked by the thing. Yeah, there's, uh, otherwise, there's, there's a lot of uh, cartoon dick in this uh, collection of segments we watched. Some of it actually kind of funny. Yeah, uh, no, this no, it, one it, not so much. Yeah, I got a real. Did you ever read Preacher, the comic book? I, I haven't. No. Okay, never mind. Well, there's a the character kind of reminds him and his buddy remind me of Jody and TC, which are these like awful rednecks in there. But the joke is, it's not even a joke. They're just like awful people. Um, I don't. I don't know that this is supposed to have some kind of point to it. It's just like a, hey, this thing that happened one time. But it's almost entirely in flashback, and it's just boring, and there's nothing to it. It's, like, it's a total waste of money. Yeah, it's it's also it's also completely, like, it. I think it's, like, seven minutes long. It, like, it, it doesn't exist long enough to commit to anything, and what it does is just... Like I said, it's just like, well, I've already seen this. I've already seen some version of this story where the, you know, the guy in the woods has somehow befriended a monster and that monster defends his land rights against whatever. Like, yeah. it, it wasn't interesting. And there's a there's a one hard and fast rule of if you're going to make a monster movie or a short, at least have a monster look cool, like if nothing else. And, and this, this monster is indiscernible. No, it's like a, it's one of those like Suicide Squad uh beat up guys like you know it's just this formless like gray thing yeah it's just and and most of this takes place in near darkness so it also benefits from another suicide squad-esque crutch yeah just hey if we can't do anything well just make it hard to see i feel like we've talked about this one more than it deserves to be talked about at this point so let's move on the next one is called shapeshifters uh nate um i don't want to cut you off but this one sucks yeah, no, I I agree. It's it oh, okay. Here here are my here are my notes. Okay. Uh, first of all, what's the point of the super photorealistic animation? Like, if you're gonna do something like this, which could almost be an interesting idea, why bother to make it so real looking that you might as well have just had actors do it? One, uh, the the premise <laughs> the premise is just yeah, Rocket's not happy. Uh, the premise is what if we had soldiers in Afghanistan who were werewolves. And then it's just this blah broy game culture kind of thing. I mean the light effects are cool. That's about yeah. all that's good in this. Um we already have a movie about werewolf soldiers uh by Neil Marshall, director of Doomsday, called Dog Soldiers, which actually kicks a lot of ass. Oh, okay. See I didn't even know that. So uh-huh. they they stole another idea. Uh, we're going to get into like some of the wholesale lifting that goes on later in this uh, collection of shows. But yeah. Also, it's trying to make this weird like milk toast point about racism, which is just dumb. And here's why. Um, the reason we teach people racism is wrong is at least at like a macro level, human beings are all genetically identical. We're all the same thing. 
I mean, sure, you can get into right? minor allele differences and shit like that, but for for all intents and purposes, we are identical. So there's no point in really like trying to segregate yourself. These guys are fucking werewolves. Yeah, they're actually werewolves. They are monsters. Like, yeah, I would probably be kind of weary. I wouldn't go out of my way to antagonize them as they are antagonized in this movie. But it's yeah, like, they, they're, they're, there's a real like chip on his shoulder. Uh, major or sergeant guy who's just yeah it's really it's stupid um but you know uh, yeah uh, they are they're werewolves they're actually werewolves which is weird it's also uh, to your point about making this racism point it's weird for them to make it through like well hey these poor these poor white werewolves are getting discriminated against yeah when there are also afghani werewolves in the movie yeah, but that's real. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just such an odd choice because it really it misses the mark on trying to make a greater statement, perhaps, about the military and American occupation of things and whatever else. And it just makes this, like, very shallow, we're brothers in arms. Now I'm going to wander off into the wilderness because I'm a lone wolf. Very yeah. literally, I'm a lone wolf. Like, Pardon? I know... I know we don't uh we don't get a lot of backstory for this, which is fine because I don't want this segment doing longer than it is. But um, they are like like human, but they're also like sort of feral. Like it's like I long for the wilderness or whatever. Like what is even going on here? Yeah, they have. Uh, do you remember in those like uh, in those scary stories books, the ones that I the I think they just made a movie about this. They did. The ones yeah. with, like, the horrifying illustrations? Yeah, with the yeah. really creepy illustrations. And there was one story in there about a, a woman who's cooking for her husband, and he's not allowed to eat red meat. And one <laughs> night she decides to make him, like, a meatloaf, and he he just loves it. He's just devouring it, and, and he's like, what's in this? This is so amazing. And she's like, oh, it's just paprika, right? She's, like, bullshitting because she doesn't know. But then he turns into, like, a werewolf and runs off into the woods. Yeah. And it's basically, like... The level of, I don't know, it's the level of nuance and complexity of these characters is that they, they're they totally normal, chill guys for the most part, it seems, except they vaguely want to go live in the woods. Yeah. And they growl sometimes. And they growl sometimes. It's yeah. so dumb. It's just, yeah, it, it, it ends in kind of a well-done fight scene, but again, like... It's just it 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 ends on like such a cliche. Well, here's my gun and badge, guys. Fuck yeah, you, yeah. I'm out of here. And, and the animation's super boring because it's more of that like like you talked about yeah. the cutscene, the video game cutscene. There's nothing to it. Like why? I mean, uh, that's I really like I I know I'm hitting this point hard, but animation gives you the opportunity to make people who don't look like people and get viewers to uh, connect with them. On this deep level, uh, you know, uh, why, when given the opportunity to make an animated film, would you just try to animate hyper photorealistic when that's like such a lazy thing to do? Yeah, it shows no it shows no inspiration. Yeah, I, mean, this I, I, I feel I, like. I, Go ahead. Oh, I I just I think I could have enjoyed this segment much more if it tried like more of a cell shaded different kind of animation style. It wouldn't have been good still, but at least it would have been like, oh, well, at least that was interesting to look at. Yeah. That's the thing. We talk about this a lot, and we've talked about it um, 
with other movies we've watched. It's like take advantage of the medium. Yeah, yeah. Like, why are you here if not to if not to try pressing the way things look? Uh, it did make me think of you the other day when Ted Cruz was going on about space pirates. Somebody like photoshopped Captain Harlock behind him. Yeah, and yeah. That made me laugh. <laughs> I think that's hilarious because yeah, uh, such a boring space pirate. <laughs> Let's go with another boring man. Oh God. Um, um, yeah. So that one was garbage. Should we, yeah. should we move on? Yeah. Speaking of boring. Yeah. So the next one's called Helping Hand, which is just a ripoff of the film Gravity. Yeah, it's like somebody uh, was like, let's do Gravity, and they're like, we can't just do Gravity. It's like, well, let's do Gravity and uh, 127 Hours. It's like, good, I'm out of here. It's lunchtime. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's like two two guys were, like, having a smoke break, and we're like, yeah. this, okay, great, we got it. Elevator pitch is done. We're, we're going to Netflix. Yeah, the, this, this has a woman is, like, doing maintenance on a space station. Her suit gets loose. She's floating away. Uh, she realizes that the only way she can create any momentum is by tearing her suit open to, I guess, propel herself back toward the station. Yeah, this I'm sure to... Neil deGrasse Tyson would have something to say about this. I don't know enough about fucking how zero gravity works, but I assume they, they did some kind of at least cursory research that throw the act of throwing something would propel you the other way. Right, which yeah, that makes sense. I yeah. mean, I don't know, I don't know about the suit depressurization thing and how like, because that's the initial try, is just to. No, I thought the whole reason was she needed an object to throw, and that was the easiest thing to get off. Oh, okay. Well, that's even. That's I how mean, I that's took it. Maybe I maybe yeah. I missed it. I I thought it was an improv an improvisation. Like she thought that she was going to be able to get enough thrust by taking the glove off. Yeah. And letting that amount of gas escape the suit, but then her hand, her hand like goes necrotic and freezes, and then she breaks it off, and throws it, and then we get like a really lame '80s action movie like one-liner at the end. Oh yeah, do you still like, need a hand? Yeah. Well, now that you mentioned it, waggity schmaggity new, like it's it's yeah. just it's tapioca, like you know what I mean? It's just like white rice, <laughs> like I. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, my, my yeah, because my, my last note here is it feels like a joke title that they wrote back from. They're yeah. like, okay, cool. So it's called Helping Hand. Uh, she loses a hand trying to get back to the, okay, how do we make that happen? It's like, great, and you did, and you didn't have to. Yeah. You gave, I mean, you gave us nothing. <laughs> I mean, we're a half an hour into this thing, and I'm, like, almost checked out at this point. It's so, I, I just watched this. I know you watched these way prior. Yeah. But, like, I can't watch something that far away and remember what happened. Oh, no. So sure. I, I was watching right before the show. I, uh, uh, yeah, let's just, yeah. No, this is, it, it, this was a real drag, these, these first three. Um, now I'm a little torn on the next one, Fish Night. I like, I like that at least it's trying to do something different visually. visually. Fish Night, the answer to the old, age old question of wouldn't it be neat if fish had ghosts? Yeah. And you could be driving through the desert with your younger salesman lover. Yeah. Slash I mean, that's what I took from maybe. it. <laughs> they're, they're way too close. Nate, the, I, I view everything through that prism. If there's two men grocery shopping, I'm like, oh, I wonder what their relationship's like. Right? Um, yeah, so this is just the story of two guys who are salesmen. They're driving through the desert at night, and they stumble upon an area where there's a bunch of ghosts of ancient sea life. Uh the younger guy gets enthralled by this. Like, the setup's even worse because the older one's like, this all used to be the bottom of the sea. Don't oh, you think yeah, it would be neat right. if there were fish ghosts? 
and then fish ghosts come. You know what I mean? Like when they're just waiting yeah. for somebody to query. <laughs> the, we 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 don't accept like, oh. uns, we don't accept unsolicited fish ghosts. Like <laughs> there has to be an official query. People are interested, so we better come out and say hello. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like the animation. It's it's got that semi rotoscope thing. Yeah, I like that too. But again, um, the witness is that what the other one was called in the first half? Yeah, that's the the murder one. Uh-huh. Yeah, like that was bad, but it it did the same kind of animation, but did it more interestingly. Well, it had a it it also it also had a story, and this doesn't have a story. This is like this is like the first part of a story. Yeah, and something else should have happened rightfully. Like we we should have been given some sort of closure, but instead we get like oh. Uh, your younger buddy swam into the sky and was eaten by a ghost shark. He got straight ate by a ghost shark. And then it just ends. <laughs> and then and then it's just him like and then and then it's kind of a ripoff shot of uh you know when uh when Homer has to send his mom away. That oh, thing yeah. that gets memed where he's sitting on the hood of the car looking at the clouds. Uh we get pretty much the same shot with this salesman like sitting on the hood of the car, like wistfully, I don't know, I guess like with no intention of doing anything about his his partner or whatever being whisked away to some sort of ethereal realm. I, two, I, yeah. Two questions. Uh, first question being, I know David Fincher produced this. Did he watch all of these before they released them? Question the second. If this is what made it into the movie, what did they turn down? I uh, Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't think anybody could have possibly watched all of these. For, like not not closely. I mean, maybe somebody like rolled through them. Yeah. Um, I yeah. I don't know. I mean, the 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 problem with this is it it reeks of it reeks of like a a contest kind of thing, where a bunch of people got in just because they they paid the entry fee and they they arrived early enough. Like yeah. they got to the studio on time and therefore like okay, well you guys are you guys are in. Um, it's yeah. It's. Uh... Shit, go ahead. I forgot what I was gonna say. Uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, it it <laughs> is. It's just kind of the back half of this is so especially uninspired. Oh, I remember what I was gonna say. It all feels really dated. Like, oh sure, you know, because we talk about this with special effects movies all the time. But like, I'm not impressed by as impressed by rotoscoping. Although I still think it's cool, and I still think a scanner darkly is like one of the coolest looking movies ever. Um, I'm not impressed by computer animation, like, at all. The only time I've been impressed about it was Into the Spider-Verse, which we talked about, was because they went in such a weird direction with it. They added style, and they, they yeah, they chose something. Yeah, but just the idea that you could have a, a computer animation that just looks like a person doesn't do shit for me anymore. No, yeah, it's not, it, it isn't interesting, because it's, because it's everywhere. Because even, like, the cheapest, shittiest animated, like, advertisement on the internet looks almost as good as something that apparently, you know, is, is worthy of, of publication. Yeah. Um, the, the next one is, uh, you know, I, this one, this one, lucky 13, lucky 13. It's fine. Yeah. It stars, it stars, uh, Poussey from orange is the new black as a, as a transport military transport pilot. She flies number 13, which, for some reason, they spend a good, like, five minutes of exposition at the beginning explaining to everyone that 13 is notoriously unlucky. Maybe kids don't get that. 
You know what I mean? Maybe it's just something that, like, that the new generation, like, it's not part of their, their but lexicon. For kids. Well, like, kids meaning, like, I get, okay. old. Don't, you don't, know don't, what I mean? Like, but, like, do they? Like, does anybody not? I guess, like, Friday the 13th doesn't come up that much as a thing anymore. Yeah, but. I mean, does anybody think about the semantics of the title? I don't know. Like, it's just, this is, like, bland and boilerplate, and, like, it's, like, what uh, Spunkmeyer from Aliens is doing when he's dropping people off, kind of. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it it's so, like, okay that it feels good in comparison to the other ones. Yeah, no, I, I I felt like there was there was a cool, genuine emotional connection between her and the ship. Uh, yeah, I without, they didn't overdo it either. Like the ship didn't start talking to her or anything, but you got the impression of some kind of sentience, whether it's like we're just bringing baggage to it or not. Yeah, I mean, you get you get a cool moment where the ship legitimately like seems to thoughtfully draw all the enemy forces into it to give her the opportunity to escape. Yeah. Um. Which, yeah, that was cool. Uh, this was another one, though, where I was like, well, you, you made an animated version of this actress who I can recognize. Why don't you just film this with the actress? Like, why why, why animate this? I don't know. Again, the, the animation is just like, it's just like the Aquila Rift or the uh, the Wolf. What the fuck was that one called? <laughs> we just talked about it. Shapeshifters. Shapeshifters. Or yeah. the Secret War or, like, the majority of these bits. It's just like... It's that, that we keep harping on, but that same Gears of War, like, cool, you've seen it a million times, like, all right. Yeah, these people are kind of textured, but not quite enough to look real, and they're doing space shit. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, and that, that that's like a total middle-of-the-road one, and there's really not much else to say about it, is there? I mean, I don't know. No, but it does bump up the Aquila Rift one. You know what's funny? Talking about, like, I went through and looked at... Uh, you know, the, all the, the definitive rankings of these episodes, every single list is all over the place. Nobody like agrees. No, which is, yeah. I find fascinating. Because usually it's like it settles into, and it's not even like the lists are, you know, the top three are shuffled or something. It's like completely batshit. Like everybody's on a different page. Which is wild. So, yeah, uh, yeah so we're going to find out because I really liked the next one. I thought the next one was one of the better ones of this half. I thought you would. I liked it. Yeah. You it didn't like fine. it? It was fine. Like, I didn't yeah. dislike it. I, I I appreciate it. So this one's called Zima Blue. Yeah. Uh, it's got a unique animation style. That I did like. It's about a, a robot artist who is, <laughs> like, globally famous or universally space, you know, uh, solar system famous. Um, and it's basically just the story that this computer has learned art over time has developed its own style in art, and then is making this final decision to return to what it used to be, which was a pool-cleaning robot. Yeah. yeah. Um, if, you, if your Roomba achieved sentience and then decided that the only way to make art is to destroy art and became a Dadaist, that would be this... Which, I, I, I admired this so much for just not... Like, it didn't just do the, like, okay, cool, uh, we're gonna have spaceships... We're gonna have like buff guys. And yeah, and this, this tits, and we're gonna fuck some stuff up. Yeah, yeah. This pool cleaner robot's gonna get so much pussy you wouldn't even believe it. It's it, at it, least it's an idea. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. It's, 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 it's not setting the world on fire, but they're doing something. Yeah, it's not. It's nothing perfect, but like, especially in comparison to everything, also just that like it it it's basically just this artist and this 
female journalist who's going to interview him. And that's that's the point. I think they're and, called the journal latrixes. Journal latrix. <laughs> What's your safe word? <laughs> uh, on the record. Yeah. Uh, wait, that's a terrible safe word. <laughs> uh, Deep background. <laughs> but yeah, I just I really I really enjoyed that that it did it 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 had a it had a perspective, it had an interest, and it gave you. An arc that, like, I wasn't particularly, like, emotionally overwhelmed by it. I think you're supposed to feel sort of, like, sad when he turns back into a, into a non-sentient pool-cleaning robot at the end. It's too um, short to really get that invested in it. But, but it does, it, it does at least approach something. It's like, hey, we're talking about robots. Let's actually try to talk about the AI aspect of this. So it, it. It doesn't just take for granted that, like, oh, well, this robot's, like, a smartass, or this robot's whatever. It's like, hey, this, I don't know. I, I thought it was, I thought it was at least, like, it was a, it wasn't a big swing, but it was, like, it wasn't just bunting. Like, a, yeah. like several of these other ones seem to be. Yeah, and it, like, it's, it's at least trying to pull it to the opposite field. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the next one is called Blind Spot. Um, which I described as a space punk Fast and Furious that was stakeless and silly. I enjoyed this tremendously. Did you like um, it? Yeah, it's <laughs> like, um, just because it's like frenetic and like it felt like nothing has happened for like an hour um, until this. Uh, it's like the animation at least is different. Uh, I recognize that yeah, it's not good. Uh, and it's another one of those like crass for the sake of being crass things. But at least it's fun yeah no it was it was fun i i felt a little like i don't know it was sort of lame to me that the the death at the end and nobody actually dies because they're all just like parts of things um but yeah otherwise like it, it is at least again it's like a it's also a tonal shift it's not taking itself super seriously it's no. not trying to be serious and everything that we've seen before is very like very earnest about what it's saying yeah it's propulsive yeah like literally yeah. Um, again, like this half of like it, it's like dead leaves for morons. Like I don't know, you know what I mean? Like it's like this half of this is like so bad in comparison to the first half. It's it's tough to get really wound up about it because there's nothing like offensively bad, but it's just bad. So like this, at least they're moving forward, and it ends pretty quickly. Yeah, no, it's it's very quick, and I agree with you. There is there is something that's sort of this is like it's got like the classic mom line, right? Which it's just we're not mad, we're just disappointed. Yeah, like it's literally just like oh, great, we this is this is what you got for us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I will give it I will give you that. Like I think Blind Spot comparing it to Dead Leaves is a is a good way to go because it is. It is very much tapped into that vein. It just doesn't do it as well as Dead Leaves does. No, and Dead Leaves actually has stuff on its mind, and it's, like, really transgressive. And this is just, like, like you said, it's, like, Fast and the Furious. Like, it's just, like, a kind of dumb, bro-y cartoon. Whatever that, like, whatever that, like, Warner Brothers race cartoon series. Oh, Wacky Races? Yeah. Like, it's basically that, but a little, like, a little edgier. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, again, it's totally inoffensive. You know what it reminds me of is uh, 
Remember the in Robot Carnival, there's that one where, like, the robot becomes himself and fights aliens. It's like this, like, shredding cock rock soundtrack. That was this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Because both of them were, were had, uh, they both could have been better. Yeah. Substantially. Yeah. And then it, it just was what it was. Uh, I, I know I hate that phrase. It is what it is. But, I mean, it is. It's just, it's there. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a quality like it's a quality regular bagel with nothing on it. Yeah, if if it had been in the first half, I would have been really disappointed in it, but being where it's placed in this collection, um it's fine. Oh, I mean it, it's it's definitely like it's it is a it is a return to something that's sort of joyful, yeah, and goofy. After we really like other than dump, which I think is supposed to be quirky and and you know yeah everything's weird for the sake of weird so but dour and maudlin yeah. shapeshifters helping hand fish knight lucky thirteen and zima blue are all these like slow meditative things and it's like relationships and sacrifice and uh, all of them are trying to say like hey hey you you yeah you see how serious we can be. You see, animation isn't just for kids. We're doing a thing. Yeah. Um, and then we jump to uh, the next one, uh, Ice Age, which is uh, is okay. I watch these out of order. Then okay. Uh, Ice Age is is uh, George Harrison pulling up and saying it's been done. This like this one, believe it or not, was one I hated the most. Did you really? I I found it like I think I I found it just like boring. Um, I love Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah, uh, Wood, Wood Smash. Uh, not to bury the lead. Big fan. I like I, I like Topher Grace a lot in Very a lot fun. of things. I think he I think he has a really great capacity. I think they they were given the unfortunate role of uh, staring into the camera and reacting to things that they would never see. Yeah, and I mean, that's I gotta... why it's pretty boring <laughs> i got no beef with their performance but it's just like when you said it's been done before i mean this is like the yojimbo of science fiction i mean it was the little people in the twilight zone it's the genesis tub from the simpsons it's 80 yep. different versions of this story you've seen before and like the inciting incident makes no sense because you know it's because of the time dilation because their size or whatever which isn't explained but it's just like that's what they did in that twilight zone so that's how it must work right like, you just break off this ice in the freezer. So did that start their civilization? Or was is it just constantly going on? And then when they unplug it after they nuke each other, and, like, it's literally beat for beat, that Twilight Zone episode in that Treehouse of Horror. But yeah. it's not, like, transformative. It's not, like, a parody or anything. It's no, just that. It doesn't, it doesn't, like, the, the Twilight Zone episode and the Simpsons episode have perspectives, and they're commenting on an idea. And this is just, like... Hey, this is this is this idea again. Have you guys you guys seen bread? We have it. We have it in white. It's so lazy and wasteful because, like, I know that animation was not cheap. Right. Well, I, and I think that's the problem is, is, you know, this all hinges on uh, Tover Grace and Mary Elizabeth Winstead are moving into a, a new apartment and they have a very old refrigerator, like a like a. Uh, a 1930s refrigerator. Yeah, it's like a refrigerator you would have in Fallout. Yeah. Like, but it would be brand. It would be an atomic power refrigerator, which Tover Grace is suspiciously well informed about uh, refrigerator heat venting. 
Yeah, he he knows way too much about refrigerator history because he immediately comments, "See, they got the they got the cooling motor on the top, which makes more sense. All these newer ones, they have them on the bottom. You're pumping the cold up. It's stupid." <laughs> which that's our like that's our window into their relationship as it stands. And then yeah. they open the freezer, and yeah, what he chips a little bit of ice away because somehow this they want an ice cube for his his is fruity piss warm beer in a box wine or whatever they're drinking. Oh yeah. Yeah. But of course, like I know this is a weird line to draw when it gets so fantastical, but this ice we imagine has been sitting in there for like a thousand years and he just plops it in his drink. And then he's like, Hey, look in this ice cube. It's like, ew, dude, why did you put that in your drink? It's well, it's just, yeah, the, the, the it's a shortcut to get where it's going, but it's like, it's just stupid. Also, okay, here, uh, my question, and, and this is the thing that bothers me the most about it, is they are clearly not the first people to rent or own this domicile. Why or how is it that no one else has ever noticed this thing in the freezer? Why hasn't it been unplugged in the past? Like, who who leaves a freezer plugged in that is that coated in ice? How, like, how is that freezer still functional? Yeah. Like... I mean, I'm. It probably operates on DC current. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. You got to shovel into the back. <laughs> it's yeah. But I mean, it, yeah. Like you said, I mean, it just this. This is just a story of like a lost civilization of tiny people inside this fridge that advanced through history quickly, and we get them opening and closing the door and ooing and awing for a period of time, and then eventually, like. They come out, and he gets shot in the face by their spaceships the way Bart does in the Genesis tub. Oh, yeah, and they get – there's a nuclear war. It's like every trope you've seen. It's like, oh, do they, and then they become pure energy or something. And then they thaw it out in the icy I, – I don't even know what, like – when you're trying to tell this in some kind of, like, chronological time as a flat circle thing, like, I don't even know what's going on. Yeah. No, because – well, and, and again, because this is a short – so it doesn't stay around long enough to even bother to explore what's going on, which could have made this interesting. Yeah. Like, but it's, again, it's it's like such a wholesale lift. Like, like I sci-fi's tropey, right? Like, oh yeah, we get it. Um, I, we both love cyberpunk, and like the cyberpunk's like one very, it's fifty different variations of the same William Gibson book, right? Yeah. But like this is like just a straight up like it should there should be a credit in here. That it's like you know based on the Twilight Zone episode, because it's oh, yeah. so shameless. No, because yeah, it's it, there's nothing original about it. So nah, meh, meh, big meh. I mean, I I left it at like a five because it it it's one of those like it's not bad enough to be interesting and it's not good enough to be worth anything. Yeah, it's just sort I, of there. I just feel like it's like a microcosm of like all the bad episodes in the show. Yeah, yeah, no, that's totally fair. Um. Then we finally then we get a good one, I think. I hope I don't know if you agree. <coughs> is this the um, the, the multiverse? Yeah, this is the best one going away. I don't even think it's close. Yeah. Uh so in alternate histories, we get to explore through basically like a time machine computer uh what would happen uh, the simulation is telling us what would happen. Yeah, it's a phone app, which is like really okay, funny. Yeah. And I wouldn't be shocked if somebody was making a version obviously that you couldn't change history. But, like, how much fun would that be if you had an app on your phone that you could be like, well, what if this thing happened? And it would, like, throw you all these weird scenarios. 
Like that would be awesome. I would I would totally like lose so much time to that. Oh, I, I love, love alternate yeah. history shit is some of my favorite like those weird fucking uh speculations on what would have happened, especially when it's like by actual historians. Like there's so much fun. Oh yeah. No, it, it, yeah, this was this was super interesting cuz it is. It's this you're basically yeah, you're using this app uh as the as the viewer to find out what would happen if you killed Hitler. And they run through multiple scenarios where, oh, if you kill Hitler, well, this thing will happen. Yeah. And if Hitler dies, if Hitler dies from an orgy with a bunch interdimensional, of interdimensional, like, yeah, hookers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this will happen. And, and and it's cool because they they have this the story each each iteration runs through to basically like who lands on the moon. Yeah. So we get we get anything from like oh you know well uh, now the Nazis land on the moon or now uh, China lands on the moon or now there's the aliens that took us over land on the moon yeah or the squids uh, yeah like it's in the animation looks like one of those uh, like kind of infographic flash animations that you would find on like a kind of higher end phone app like it's it's really well done it's very clever yeah yeah it 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 seems like uh, uh, it's that I don't know. It it sort of taps into that like if you're doing a public transit commercial of some kind, where yeah. you use these sort of blocky versions of people that are a little cute. Which was really my only beef with it is they make Hitler like a little too darling. I thought that was fine. Like we all get but the they smash bad, him, up, right? Yeah, so it's like cool. <laughs> you know, yeah, because the violence is all very cutesy but gross at the same time. So like I I enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah, I thought that was great. Um. Yeah, which I mean, really, like that's that's the good here. I think that we mutually agree on anyway. That's the only good yeah. one. Yeah. Um, cause cause then we close out with uh the secret war, which is a, I mean, I it's a cool premise, sort of. Yeah. Uh, but it's basically like it it would be better as a video game than is what than as what it is. Well, it's also like the plot of Hellboy, at least the movie, right? Oh yeah, good point. I mean, it taps, it, it rips off like Indiana Jones and a bunch of yeah. others too. It's basically like, okay, well, what are, you got? It's a retro Russian war thing. These this battalion of special like soldiers are in uh, wherever Siberia, trying to contain some sort of ancient arcane monster outbreak that one of the uh, leaders of the Russian military have summoned using black magic. And yeah. That's pretty much and it. I, I paid almost no attention to this. By this point, I'm just like, I I just don't care. Yeah. Again, I, it, it's that photorealistic. It's like, again, it's like, they're always so dark. Like, not uh, tonally, but like actually like. Visually dark. Right. That it's like, unless you're super invested in it, I don't even want to pay attention because I can barely see what's going on. Oh yeah, no. I mean, this is this is just this is really like uh, we're supposed to bond with this group of guys because they're all, you know, brothers in arms. Yeah, it's and Metro twenty thirty three or whatever. Like, yeah, and then and then it's just like okay, cool. So we have to sacrifice ourselves to to kill these demons, of which there seem to be a boundless number. Yeah. So the in well, you gotta blow up their spawn point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, that's the thing is, it feels like it just feels like like an uh, a between mission cutscene in StarCraft Two. Yeah, it's like okay, the Zerg are over here. You got to go do this. And again, right, like 
one that I, I wasn't as crazy about in the first half, the the supernatural one that they have, is infinitely more interesting than this one and probably much cheaper because it's just like a, a silly 2D hand-drawn thing. Yeah, well, and that – because, again, like that one, that one had characters with personalities and at least they were trying to not – they were trying to not take it seriously. Yeah. Everybody was being a smartass in that, whereas in this – Almost nobody talks for the most part because they're all strong, silent types. Yeah, it's, it's, it's based off the Nabokov book. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, that's, uh, that's why they fucked the, the 12 year old Yeah. And not saying that like animation shouldn't be serious because we both love Jin Ro, and that's like oh, yeah. deadly serious. Um, but it's just... It, I don't know. It's one of those, like, in trying to serve... 50 math like it's just it's just bland i just i i I don't think that this sort of like middle of the road seriousness plays in this short format if you're gonna like jinro works because it's a long slow burning thing yeah and it's interesting because it does it, it it's it's really taking on kind of the the style and the designs of of the types of movies that it's trying to, trying to, I mean, make, you know, I agree, but at the same time, you could take the first five minutes of Jinro from the the protest under where he shoots where the girl uh, detonates the suicide bomb and put that in this and be like that was awesome. Oh yeah, that's well, a whole story. Yeah, it is a whole story, and everybody establishes emotional stakes very quickly because the animation, like. In that, like, you see you see the fear on the girl's face, you see the way she's looking back and forth, and you get a sense in the pauses and just in the breaths that it takes that you you get where everybody's at in this. And there's um, little to no dialogue, I think, probably in the first ten minutes of that movie. Yeah, other than the other than him saying, you know, what what does he say? He says like stop. Or yeah. Don't. I can't remember what, it, but, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing. And then uh, something like this, it just, it is, it's just like, okay, uh, you know, we're, we're hanging out. We got to kill the monsters. We're, we're sort of a group of faceless, uh, soldiers, except for the guitar playing one that I think kind of looks like me. Yeah, he did, he did a little bit. Like vaguely. It was really, it was, it was uncanny. Uh, <laughs> Which I th- I think is the son who then runs away and like orders the carpet bombing of the demons as if that's somehow going to close the portal to hell. I uh, whatever. Uh, yeah. It. There just yeah there just isn't really enough here to make it good and and I mean I think part partially I guess you could have like shuffled this list some and made it feel a little better. If some of the really good stuff in the front half was kind of peppered in the back, maybe it would be more interesting. Yeah. But, man, like, you just you just don't get... But I guess, like, at the same time, if you put all the... more of the good stuff in the back, would you sit through the front of it? Yeah, I mean, that's the truth. Like, you probably wouldn't. I think they front-loaded it because they knew, like, well, <laughs> hopefully somebody will get to the number number 10. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean... I don't even know, like, it's so hard to score because it's a collection, but if we're doing waifus, I guess I'll get a four, because there are probably four that I really liked, and <laughs> the rest of them are either, like, middling to bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would give the whole thing a five and a half, 
and that's just me averaging the individual scores I gave everything. Okay. Um, do you, do you have individual scores written down? I do. Yeah. Oh, I want to hear them. Okay. Uh, should I start from the very beginning? Yeah. Okay. So the first one, Beasties, I gave it a seven. Is uh, that the? Okay, that's the uh, adult Pokemon. Wait a minute. I thought the first one was uh, the. Oh yeah, the, were the 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 rape one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. I think gotcha. you know my my scores are a little a little softer on the front half because I'm I'm excited to be watching it. Gotcha. And <laughs> they get weaker. I gave three robots a ten. Yeah. I love that. Uh, I gave uh, whatever that chase sequence one a six. Uh, I gave Suits a six also. Okay. I would probably raise Suits up a bit. Uh, I gave Sucker of Souls a ten because I really liked I really liked how quirky it was it. fun. I think I, I I think I was unnecessarily hard on that one. Uh, I gave the uh, when the yogurt took over uh, a nine, just because I wish it was longer. Yeah, that one I I do love conceptually. I think that's the best one. The uh, Beyond the Akilla Rift got a six. Uh, Good Hunting got a nine. And then I gave I gave Dump a four. I gave Shapeshifters a four and a half. I gave Helping Hand a five, but I think I would actually give it like a three. Reality. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, like, I, I appreciate I appreciate the effort that goes into these things, and that's sort of my problem with scoring, is I'm always appreciating the effort a little bit too much. Yeah. Uh, uh, Fish Knight, I gave a 6. Lucky 13, I gave a 6. I gave Zima Blue a 9. Wow, you really like that one. I thought it was great, yeah. Okay. I really, I, I, and it was, I mean, it's probably, like, it's a breath of fresh air, right? Like, yeah. you've, been, you've been, you've been sucking down sand for for five days and somebody finally gives you a drop of water and like, holy shit, that's the best tasting thing I've ever had. Uh, I gave blind spot a six. I gave ice age a four, which, you know, I like, I like those actors and I like, I I mean, it was competently put together, but it just wasn't any good. Yeah. Uh, alternate history. He's got a nine and I gave secret war a six. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I would disagree with most of your ratings. Like, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm on, I'm pretty close to you on most of that stuff. I don't have it like individual, but I think my favorite segments were the day the yogurt took over, the alternate history, the three robots. Like, it's funny that most of the comedic stuff actually worked in this. Oh yeah, no, and it worked really well. But they also got good polls. Like the voice acting in Three Robots was exceptional. Yeah. You got Maurice Lamarche for uh, for the yogurt one, which was great. And then the alternate histories was just so quirkily animated. And then just, I mean, it just has like that traditional like female pseudo Siri voice. But it yeah. worked. And then was uh, great. what is it? Is it Spirit Hunters? Is that the the steampunk one? Yeah. Yeah. Like and and then the rest of them are like they're either i didn't like uh zima as much as you did but i i feel like you're that's more of your wheelhouse like storytelling wise when it comes to things that are about art specifically like i feel like those those stories speak to you more than they do to me yeah i mean i i definitely i had a soft spot for it and it just i don't know like i just i liked 
I just really liked that it was that it was so that it was such a change of pace that yeah. it wasn't there wasn't this wasn't action driven. This was literally about a woman is going to go interview an artist at a major announcement. <coughs> the end. Like that's it. Yeah. And and the reveal being what it was. But yeah, I mean, your mileage may vary, of course, with everything. I don't know that I would recommend it. I'd recommend, you know, collating all, from all the sources, like, what everybody else's favorites are, and then just pick through them. You you gain nothing by watching them straight through. No, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't add up to something, and it certainly doesn't, uh, yeah, they don't, they don't contribute to one another. So uh, aside from uh, the fatigue and relief that might come from watching one after another or vice versa, uh, there's yeah. not a benefit. So next week, I was thinking about it. I just thought of it now since we're talking about rotoscoping a bunch. Do you want to just watch the Scanner Darkly? I would love to. I haven't watched I – don't, I don't think I've watched that in 10 years, and I should watch it again. Okay, cool. I'm down. All right, man. Cool. Well, it was good talking to you and yeah. actually recording this the third time. And uh, But I think this was easily the best one. Yeah, sure. Well, we didn't get very far in the other ones. It would have been a real <laughs> nightmare if it got to like 42 – well, no, there was what was the one was it the last love of robots where it just fucking we had to pick it up like nine different times. Yeah, we kept coming in and out. <laughs> oh so. man. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, but I think we got it now. We got we got the ability to record through Skype. We're 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 doing great. Yeah, we're doing really great. We're living. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, it's good to right. it's good to be back. Hell yeah, man! It's great, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk we'll talk again soon. We'll talk right. Scanner Darkly. Cool. All right. All right. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.